The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may find life and have it abundantly. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. The German question is open as long as the Brandenburg Gate is closed. Ronald Reagan quoted those words of West German President Weizsäcker in the famous speech where he called for the Berlin Wall to be torn down. And the effect of that speech, if you've ever seen a video presentation of it, was, of course, aided by that landmark of contradiction standing right behind him. A gate, a door that didn't open, a visible threshold to a state, to a society which, if it were open, was only open in one direction, in and never out. It is noteworthy that before Jesus gets around to speaking about himself as shepherd, namely the good shepherd, he speaks about himself as the door, the gate. Unlike the Brandenburg Gate of 1987, Jesus is no bogus door. He's a double action door. He allows he enables movement in two directions, in to salvation and out to fullness of life. And catching that basic fact, Jesus also bids us to beware of the sham shepherds of maximum security folds. And he leads us to pasture beyond walls that are not ultimately his own. In these opening verses of 
John chapter 10, Jesus' image of the double action door is actually doing a sort of double duty. He's involved in a conversation with the Pharisees about a man who had been born blind and whom he had healed on the Sabbath. And Jesus is debating with them about what constitutes being in and being out. You see, there were some people who were acting like the shepherds among God's people, but who were actually a sort of crooks and bandits. How did those ostensible shepherds get to be where they were? Jesus is speaking to that. And so he raises this image of of the fold, which was a nighttime enclosure for sheep, a guarded courtyard of sorts, most often with stone walls, such that any shepherd who belonged entered into that space by way of the door. And the door was guarded, and the guarded door's first duty was only to let shepherds in to the sheep. And Jesus' words imply that God guards his people, and that the Pharisees with whom he was speaking didn't get let in to shepherding by God. Now, the door isn't just an entrance for shepherds. It's an entrance for sheep as well. It's the access point to salvation. No wolves or jackals in the fold at night. And it is in this way that Jesus names himself the door. If anyone enters by me, he says, he will be saved. So Jesus is the door that swings inward to the place of salvation. And also, he makes clear, swings outward into broad pasture and fullness of life. So the door is doing double duty. It keeps enemies out, and it is the threshold that is traversed in toward salvation and out to fullness of life. Now Jesus knows you. He knows every last one of you by name. And this is exactly what he means for you. Protection, salvation, and abundant life in a broad space. That's Jesus. Standing between us and what Jesus means for us is the will for, or at least the acceptance of, what we might call the maximum security sheepfold. Despite the door and the doorkeeper, there are, according to Jesus' figure of speech here, sham shepherds in the fold. They didn't want, and in fact they didn't even need, a divine door to get in there. They need no door. And the sheep going out from the fold is not in the interest of their destructive purposes. Without an outward opening door, that fold that's such a hard target from the outside can actually become a kind of slaughterhouse within.
where the sham shepherds fleece and starve and eat the sheep, while never giving any real pasture in broad spaces that aren't protected by walls. So Jesus bids us to beware of those shepherds who tell stories of how they got themselves to where they are, whose folds breathe an absolute minimum of air from the outside, whose sheep are often anemic, sad, fearful, resigned, but sometimes still kind of defensively proud. And he also bids us to beware of the inclination of our own hearts, that inclination for safety and security above all else. And that is maybe quite natural to us, because the more numerous the predators seem to be, and the darker the night around us seems to grow, the more inclined we are to want ever higher, ever thicker walls, and a door that perhaps need never open to the outside due to the dangerous world that lies beyond. But that's just not Jesus' way. And you know that. Because Jesus, the shepherd and overseer of your souls, along with his under-shepherds, tells you so. And his message has always been that he was sent because God so loves the world. And Jesus bids us with his disciples of all ages to take heart because, as he says, he has overcome the world. Now, it is true that we can often be confused by fear. That's a tendency of disciples. And disciples who get confused by fear tend to lock themselves up behind closed doors for sake of their fear, a door that they hope maybe will never even open. But Jesus is so merciful that he shows up anyway and breathes spirit and life and offers the touch of his resurrected body as he did on the eve of his own resurrection. And we were hearing about that just some weeks ago. I am the door of the sheep, Jesus says. And Jesus is a double action door. There's no access to salvation other than the access that Jesus himself is. No one comes to the Father except through me, he says. And it is on that fact that the true and ancient insight that there is no salvation outside of the church is actually built. That is true. You will not be saved without the fold. At the same time, Jesus' fold is no lockup that locks in. In fact, from a certain angle, the history of the Christian church can be read as Jesus leading forth his sheep from lock-up folds taken over by shepherds of their own making. And a close read of Jesus' parabolic words here indicate that there are, in fact, sheep in this infiltrated fold who are not his own, who will not follow his voice out into pasture into fullness of life. 
but walls and security checkpoints through which Jesus and his sheep are not allowed to pass, are walls that he will finally leave behind and even tear down, redrawing the lines of who's in and who's out, where and with whom, as a map of Europe, for example, was redrawn in 1989. Jesus gives access to salvation. Salvation is found in his fold, the church. And Jesus leads his sheep forth into broad pasture in the world he loves. Those two facts are not at odds. Now that world is a dangerous place to be sure. It's a place where the good shepherd did lay down his life for the sheep and where any true shepherds might be called upon to do so as well. But in this season of the resurrection, we also are reminded that that world is never a place where any sheep falls in such a way that his or her life is not reclaimed by our great shepherd who lay down his own life only to take it up again. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen.